Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic this morning, Thursday, last divisional preview today. And I'm joined as always by my boy Ethan Gelfan. E, what is happening? Whew, it's been a marathon, man. All the divisions. We start off doing two days, you know, just kind of like mandatory, mandatory OTAs. We did two yep. days. Yep. Now, you know, we're seeing some injuries. So we're, we're kind of lightening up the load, just doing one at a time. It's crazy. Last one. But we're basically in the preseason right now where we're not even playing. Like we're right, not so even. We didn't start. We're not we even. We should have had stand it. Oh, we should have had like our backup. We should have had our understudies. I was going to say understudy, but I was like, is that lame? Because that's more like theater. But we're old. Yeah. So we're in old, my head. The scabs, as they would say in replacements. <laughs> should have had hey, the scabs. Speaking of scabs. So. <laughs> I don't know where this is going to go. I'm not sure I like it. <laughs> not like real scabs. I'm talking, you were talking about the replacement. So yes. how excited were we a few weeks ago when we were doing our jersey order? <laughs> and uh, we saw Shane Falco. And you were this close to getting a Shane I almost Falco. went Shane Falco. I really wanted to go Willie Beeman. But right. it was just a plain black jersey with like, just white numbers. I was like. It, it didn't have the shark. The shark logo is pretty sick. Like, it, yeah. I like the shark logo. Yeah. It was, so, so it wasn't did not live up to expectations, but Falco was a really good one. The red Falco and blue, was. and that was good. Yeah, that was good. Like stripe on the sleeve, and yeah, yeah. yep, it was. That's pretty sweet. I've actually seen. I think I've seen a Falco jersey out in the wild now. Since I saw that on the website, I was yeah. like, I randomly ran into someone who was who was I forget where we were, like a restaurant or something, and I was like, yeah. oh damn, yes, he's got a Shane Falco jersey. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. It was. I wonder if he got it from that reused. that place in China. <laughs> yeah, how much? If I were like a Keanu Reeves, I would just wear like my movie stuff all the time. <laughs> so I'd wear my Shane Falco. I feel like he's Neo a and... lot out in public. I think he wears a lot of black like that. He does. Big old long trench coats. But actually, I've heard Keanu Reeves is like the nicest guy in Hollywood just in life. He's like the that's, nicest guy. That's what the stories are. They're, they're like, I almost feel like they're they're like urban legend at this point where they're like, <laughs> Like Keanu Reeves stopped in my gas station and gave me a million dollars. And now I own my own gas station. I, like, I own the gas station. <laughs> like, I buy Okay. Money. I'm a little confused by that. Um, well, I think someone live stream or like was doing like a vlog, uh, like their plane was canceled and they had to take these shuttles. And it turns out Keanu Reeves was on their flight. It was just like a, it wasn't like a private charter or anything like that. It was just a normal commercial flight. And they're just like, Hey, there's Keanu. He's like, Hey guys, how's it going? I'm here right where we're with you. Like they just, Tra- uh, yeah. What is it? You just like, you know they monitor it as the whole situation transpires, and they're oh, just yeah, yeah. hanging out. And he's just hanging out. The, one of the folk. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, if I heard if we get a bus, I can drive it. I I had to, <laughs> had to work on that a lot for that movie I did one time. Pop quiz: How fast does it have to go? <laughs> fifty. It has to go fifty, not fifty-five, not sixty, not fifty-five, not eighty, eighty-five, <laughs> Leslie Shay, not eighty, eighty-five. Uh, a girl yeah. Leslie tried to say 80 miles an hour through suburbs. He's like going winding through the neighborhoods at 80, making a yeah. jump over a gap in a bridge. I mean, that was pretty sick. Yeah. That was pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. Yes. <laughs> so, speaking of sick, you've got a freaking hammerhead shark on your shirt. You got to tell us about this. That is badass. Uh, yes, coming out of a banana, all, it is a hammerhead shark coming out of a banana. It is we are representing the band Banana Hammer. It is spectacular. Shout out to our boy Drader. Uh, I saw he posted this on his on his Instagram, I believe, and it's like new merch shop. I was like, this is an amazing shirt. Even if yeah. I didn't support you and the band, I would have to get it regardless. So yes. I love it. I totally agree. If I'd seen that shirt in a store somewhere, I would have just bought it because it's awesome. I mean, um, it's it's, it's doubly awesome logo. knowing that it's our boy. Yeah, it is a sweet logo. He created that himself. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to him. 
This is uh this is the Maryland and DC Maryland area number one reggae cover band. Right. By the way, Banana Hammer. They're blowing up, man. They're they're going big time. They're blowing up. Hey, we just got to get them to see if they can do a road trip to Michigan. That'd be amazing. Got a lot of great record. We could change our uh, theme song to like a reggae kind of thing, and maybe they could record it for us. I was gonna say, what if we had them license our or for our new segments, like they do the on campus or blind resumes? I think he would definitely do that just as like an audio file on his phone and just send it to us. So I would actually want like a two minute intro. Wouldn't he? Wouldn't he do it? Yes, he would. I'm looking at you directly at you, Nick Trader. Do it. Yeah. That's a sick shirt. I also anyway, ordered one because it's yeah. awesome. Uh, mine has not arrived yet. And I'm not sure why, and I'm not happy about it. But top fan, number one fan. I guess apparently, <laughs> not number one. I guess. Yeah. Shout out to Drader. These are awesome. I love it, and I'm just yeah. I'm gonna rock it out whenever I can. If y'all aren't watching this on YouTube right now, you need to be going to YouTube and checking it out. We usually will put the link in the show notes on the podcast. Check it out on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. We are live streaming this bad boy. It is. Yes. It's pretty sick. Awesome, man. So what do you think? Should we dive into some AFC West? We should. And I will note that I'm prepared in my AFC West Chargers jersey today. I see this. I believe was my first ever football jersey. This powder blue Drew Brees. That's right. He was there for like a year and a half. And this (laughs) is what started my buy a jersey player leaves tradition. Because as soon as I got this jersey, he went down to Miami Oh, and then to New visit. Orleans. Yes. He never went to Miami. but He almost went to he Miami. Almost did. So, okay, I know you exaggerated when you said he was there for like a year and a half. But it was four, right? Because it was on his rookie deal. No, it was not four years. It was not a year and a half. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up while you talk about how great he is. You look it up. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I was not a big fan of Drew Brees when he was coming out of college. I know he was like your brother's savior and your savior at Purdue and all that. But I don't know. I think he just annoyed me. <laughs> I was like, this little guy is tearing it up, and it's frustrating. Yeah, and I don't know why. So he was there for five seasons, actually. (laughs) Right. See, we we didn't play. He didn't play because he was backing up uh, Doug Flutie his rookie season. But then I guess he started after that. Maybe I don't know. I guess he played. He might have played for four years. I didn't realize he was there that long. But then when he made it to the Chargers, and I liked his story. Obviously, yes, coming behind Doug Flutie a little bit, and then. He was always just kind of like this underdog player that no one ever thought he would amount to anything. And, you know, he just kept showing up and then he gets hurt and then everyone's counting him out like his career's done. And, you know, he goes to New Orleans and he just does it. He goes to a city that needed like a face of the franchise that needed a, you know, a savior in the sense of both off the field and on it. And yep. he really embraced it and just, I don't know. It's a great story. I love the guy now. Not going to lie. I did not like him coming out, but I do now. So I was a huge fan. Obviously, he was at Purdue while my brother was there. And so I got to watch his college games and even got to um, very briefly meet him on the field. Um, They did like a spring game kind of thing where all the fans could come down and get autographs and stuff. Super nice guy. He was also thrown in your backyard with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan and Drew Brees and and I were thrown together. Yeah, that's what that's how it went. Yeah. No, but he he is a very nice guy, and also uh, I loved because he was a short quarterback. You know, to your point, yeah. he was a, he was not that tall. He was you know probably, I mean, he might have been six foot, but he's probably more like five ten, five eleven. You know, and for me, that was inspirational. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Doug Flutie was was awesome, also was even shorter, <laughs> even shorter than him. But uh, so I loved Drew Brees because I got to watch him so much, and he was so freaking good. They were so right. prolific at Purdue, and that was back when the Big Ten like you'd win 
you'd go like eight and four and you'd be in the Rose Bowl. You know, like nowadays, if you lose a game, you're pretty much out. You know, back then it was like you couldn't you couldn't possibly go through the Big Ten and win every game. So it was it was a tough road. He had some killer seasons, um, broke all the records, of course. And then uh, when he went to San Diego, I thought powder blues were sick. And of course, he was number nine. He switched his number. He was 15 in college. Mm -hmm. He switched his number to nine in the NFL. And so I was even more stoked because I was nine. And I was like, this is awesome. This is the best uh, thing so ever. He was, my, he was my favorite player basically forever. Yeah. And so since then, though, I think he's kind of broken the mode a little bit because now you've got Russell Wilson came through, and I loved him for kind of the same reasons, you know? Size, uh, good dude, shorter, sick arm, great athleticism, yeah. you know? And now you've got, like, Kyler and people like that. There's like, it's, it's a lot more common now, and in part because they Baker run. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> It's in part because they run, but uh, also I guess they've just figured out how to, you know, Drew was funny because like when you watch him, his head's always like way back because he's trying to, he's trying to see down the field. You know, he's always like, he's like looking way, he's almost like looking back, like down. I think he's actually, he's looking at the Jumbotron. So he's he like, he's like, what's going on up there? Oh, open. he's open. Ah. <laughs> no, but he was a, uh, he's an all-timer. First yeah. ballot Hall of Famer, man. Legend. hundred oh, percent. Uh, not a legend in the broadcasting booth though. Not, not awesome not in broadcasting. <laughs> Not awesome. Not there. Uh, he's he's like so so, and honestly, he could get like much better, you know, over time. He probably will, right? But he's not a natural like Romo was, or even Peyton. Romo, my God, he Romo's just the best man. He's better. He's, a freaking, he's the best yeah, by far, <laughs> by far. Uh, real quick, I do like the fact that these are both powder blue. That's so true. That's true. Matchies. We and you got some yellow on there too, so you're really you're chargered up. Yeah. Bolts. Go. Let's go. Bolt let's up. jump in. Let's jump into AFC West. Let's do this. Let's do it. We had the Chiefs 12 and 5 Ooh. last year. First place. First in the West AFC Championship game. As per uh, usual for them. Uh, except look out this year. This is going to be by far the most competitive division in football, I think. Oh my gosh. It's literally going to be a bloodbath in the West. And this is what's so weird is, you know, the Chiefs for the past three, four years have been, well, basically since Mahomes have been starting. So was that three, three years now? Uh, have looked unstoppable. And this is the first year where they've had a tremendous amount of turnover. And yep. it's going to be interesting to see what kind of team they are now. You know, obviously when they made it to the Super Bowl against the Bucks, the biggest concern was like the offensive line as <laughs> Mahomes was just getting crushed that game. Yep. yep. Uh, and so now you're having all these changes on offense. You're still like question mark in the backfield. Is it going to be Clyde? Is it, you know, who's it going to be in the backfield? And now with your top wide receiver gone, I don't know, man. It, could this be the year where KC takes a step back? I mean, with AFC West being so ridiculously competitive, I mean, are they still the leaders in the pack? I don't think so. I really don't. And I think, I mean, I'm not trying to sensationalize losing Tyreek Hill, which sounds crazy because that is a huge loss. Really we all big. know Mahomes is a beast, and we all know Kelsey's a beast. Kelsey's also like 32 or 33. He's not to play. say he's he hasn't necessarily lost a step, but like he's not getting better. Well, so, and the weird thing was there were games last year. He just disappeared. And yeah. I actually, he would have like two catches for 30 yards. And uh, we talked about it last season, like which, which Kelsey is going to show up or which Mahomes Kelsey is going to show up. Yeah. Um, so, but maybe, you know, with Tyree gone, maybe Mahomes relies on him more. Although everyone's saying Juju has been looking spectacular in the preseason in camp. So I don't know. Yeah. He's already got like a, he's got like a knee or hamstring or something issue already, which I think is, which is crazy. So uh, I found this insane. They paid him less than Byron Pringle got from the Bears. They paid Juju less than the deal that Byron Pringle got. And that Why just tells Pringle? you 
that just tells you the injury risk that I think all the league, uh, everybody in the league was worried about with him. I guess. I mean, I was just going to say, why is everyone so down and I, and I on him? And I guess it is the injury issues because, I mean, that year, two or three years ago in Pittsburgh, he was a top five receiver. He was nasty. And that's with Antonio Brown. Or was that with Antonio Brown? Yeah, he was with AB. Okay. Yep. And that was with AB. Uh, I mean, obviously the injuries were a concern. And everyone thought either last year or the year before was going to be like his bounce back year. He's going to be the guy. And then he was, man, that's when it was him, Claypool. Like, it was just spread out. Well, you had, you had Noodle Arm over there as well. So, like, you know, Roethlisberger started. He yeah. turned it. He came like you went from like this deep threat to it was more al dente. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think it was a full blown soft noodle. I think it was fully cooked. <laughs> but um, um I think uh he went from like this like deep threat, like long yards per catch kind of guy to like a total slant only receiver. It was kind of crazy. He was like a six yards per catch kind of dude. It was weird how they how that changed for him. So I don't know. I think with Mahomes, obviously, it opens it back up to do down the field and and crossers, whatever. (laughs) I'm excited about him there. I think he could rejuvenate his career. He's still Mm -hmm. super young. He's still like 25 or something, you know? Yeah, and I actually have a a slight little soft spot for him. The reason why is, yeah, at my time at Penn State, uh, have you heard of the thing? uh, One of the biggest student-run fundraisers in the country is called Fawn, and it's a student-run. It's a dance marathon for 48 hours, raising money for the Four Diamonds Fund, which is for uh, helping families who have children with uh, cancer. And so it's, they raise tens of millions of dollars a year. It's a spectacular event. And so uh, my wife and I knew someone who was going to be a dancer. And that's a big deal to be an actual dancer. You get sponsorships and you, you try and raise as much money as you can. She just reached out to Juju on Instagram or Twitter. And he was all for it. And like sent jerseys in and helped, like sent a message. So it was oh, really sweet. cool that yeah he yeah. gave back like that. So ever since then, I've been a Juju fan. I'm yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. That's no, I'm I'm a fan of his too. Um, I did not know that about him. I think I I think I'd heard some stories about him being like a good a good off the field guy as well. But right, except um, when he's dancing on logos, man. Granted, that's on the field literally, but still, <laughs> <It's> literally, <laughs> literally on the field, literally. <laughs> um, but I I think he's super talented. I think he, yeah. he's got obviously he's got the opportunity here. This is uh, a great Val- platform. Valdez Scantling, same thing. You know, like he showed flashes in Green Bay, and he was he was their deep threat in Green Bay, and so that probably replaces Demarcus Robinson or Byron Pringle, maybe more uh, mm-hmm. than Tyreek, but like, Hey, you got a big arm and you've got opportunity. I mean, what more could you want? This is going to be the the craziest receiving core because you don't know who's going to emerge, but someone's right. going to be a stud. Someone and will be. It, it likely won't be two or three guys. I mean, if you think historically about how they've done, it's always been Tyreek and Kelsey. And then, there would be a like, third guy, but it would be like every other game. It'd be like right. Pringle would have a big game. Well, remember Marcus Sammy Robinson, Watkins, like Sammy game Watkins, one, game one every like year, three hundred yards and three touchdowns, and he's on my bench. Like great, and then yep. you put him in five Nothing. catches, for yes, two yards. Miko Hardman is still there, so he's gonna he's gonna have his games too. But like, or you draft someone like Sky Moore out of Western yeah. Michigan. What's with Western Michigan and producing all these wide receivers now? Wide receiver, you baby, rowing that well, formerly rowing the boat, but yeah, <laughs> womp womp. Uh, so they are they're loaded with talent, but a little unproven, I guess. Right, is how I would say it. Like you've got a lot of guys with raw speed and raw talent. I'll be very interested to see who emerges. Do you think this is Juju's job mostly? Is that kind of the common? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, yeah. everything I've been reading is he has separated himself that he is wide receiver one, uh, and that he's looked great. So, I think so how high do you take him? How high do you take him? New system, 
great opportunity. Maybe the best in the league. Honestly, I wouldn't take him higher than the 20th wide receiver. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah. So that's probably fourth round ish. Uh, fifth, maybe. Fourth, fifth, yeah, yeah. Fourth, fifth, probably around there. But one question I have was one of their new additions is Ronald Jones. So I know you are off the CEH bandwagon. <laughs> you are off his ship. I am. I 100%. am. 100%. He was hotly talked about last season. Uh, he did win me a couple of do it bets for da- daily fantasy. True. So True. But. So what do, you, what do you see with Ronald coming in here now? Because obviously he lost his job to Leonard Fournette in Tampa. He's here. Is he going to challenge CEH? Is he just going to be a third down guy? I don't know. I, I think he probably just compliments him. Uh, they still have Jarek McKinnon too. And right. they drafted this kid, Isaiah Pacheco, who I put on here because he's getting all kinds of buzz. Like he's a seventh round draft pick. I, I don't know. He's from Rutgers. I, I don't know anything about him. I guess Rutgers. his film looks pretty good, but like, He's not taking the job away from CEH, at least not anytime soon. Um, I don't think CEH has got this thing like stranglehold, no, number no, one, no. no doubt. But I think he'll be the guy. They're going to give him the opportunities initially. If he flounders, I think they'll start experimenting with Ronald Jones a little bit. Yeah. Um, I thought McKinnon looked really good in this system as well. And he's he's kind of like went away for a few years and came back. And he's right. – I, mean, I think he – I think he – the guy's good. He's good. Um, I think he looked really good in the system. I wish they'd play him more, but I don't know. I'm probably staying away from the backfield for the most part, unless this is like a flex. I don't think I want any part of these guys. But hey, if you can get CEH for cheap on Daily Fantasy, do it. <laughs> do it. Don't remind me. <laughs> all right. So revamped all around. Let's move on to speaking of revamped, the Raiders. The Raiders. So not right. many additions or departures, but it is pretty quality over quantity. Uh, obviously, the biggest thing was Devontae Adams coming in and that that big deal. So, all right. Is it the same kind of deal in Miami where they're giving Derek Carr the pieces? Obviously, he's his college teammate. Um, I, don't, I don't think Derek Carr has had as much to prove as Tua does this year. Derek has kind of established himself as a, as a good NFL quarterback, correct? I wouldn't yeah. say he's yeah. spectacular, but he's yep. very good, more than serviceable. Yeah, he's good. Is serviceable right now. Yeah, he's uh, good. He's is good. this? I mean, I, it was great. They made the playoffs last year. They were ten and seven. They kind of snuck in there because the Chargers epic collapse. They yes. challenged the Bengals in that first round game. Yeah. So is this the year where the Raiders get over the hump? I feel like they've just been in that medio mediocrity. And is this the year like Devontae go yeah, or is it like meh? <laughs> For all I think it's mitt and yeah, I I please do those sound effects as many times as you can. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with a I don't know which one that was. But, I don't remember. I think yeah. that was that, like. <laughs> I I I my big question mark honestly is the coaching staff. Right. Um, Josh McDaniels is an exciting name, and he's a great play caller, and he's a great offensive mind. If you remember his time in Denver, it did not end well. So Started well. Started well, did not end well. And and so you're kind of like a little hesitant because you're like, how's it going to go this time around? Now, I think he's grown a lot since then. I think he got the job maybe maybe a little too early in Denver. Um, Denver, yes. But I think now he's a lot more seasoned. He's been through the Patriot system twice now. Yeah. I mean, I think he's, I think he's legit. Um, they could open things up in the offense. And you're already seeing them do some crazy stuff in the preseason, right? They've got Josh Jacobs like playing during the preseason. He's on his last year of his deal. They draft Samir White, new regime. You know, like, what are they looking for here? Samir White's a good runner, and he's got good experience in Georgia. So 
I don't know. I think I think you're gonna. This team will feel its way out, and by mid midway through the season, I think they'll hit their stride, and yeah. they could be pretty dangerous. I'm not sure how the defense is gonna look, and that's gonna that's ultimately gonna dictate if they make it far or not. Sure, you know, and I think that even even if they make the playoffs, I think it's gonna come down to the defense because the offense is good enough with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, and now of course Fonte Adams is a freaking get. Um, but I think it's gonna come down to defense, honestly. So obviously Devontae Adams going from Aaron Rodgers to, to Derek Carr. Is there a drop off? How much? Where are you taking Devontae? Yes. Drop off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes to everything. Yes, drop off. I think there's no chance. I don't care. I don't care that they, they played together at college or whatever. You could have played with Derek Carr your whole life and he he wouldn't be as good as the first time you played with Aaron Rodgers, you know? It's just not not in the same league. So that's part of the problem. Um there are more mouths to feed here, which could take some coverage away. We talked about this in the Miami episode a little bit. Right. Could take some of the coverage away. You got Waller, who's a who's a beast. Um, Renfro, obviously, we talked about him pretty much every episode last season. He's a blind resume. He's a blind resume, <laughs> darling. Um, so, like, I, I mean, I think he's going to have um, more single coverage than he did in Green Bay. Right. Thing is, it didn't matter in Green Bay. He and Rogers were like playing a different game together, and. Yeah. That's not going to, you're not going to replicate that. I don't care how familiar you are with, with the quarterback. Uh, so I think there has to be a drop off. The average is like 20% fantasy points. I don't, I don't know that that's going to happen with him, but it might. And you got to be prepared for that. And that's why I think he's already, he's already dropping to like wide receiver five, six range, just Which in case. Wild. When he was one last year. <laughs> oh, he was, he's been one. I mean, he's yeah. been an un, unquestioned one for several years now. So um, I, I think you, you have to be a little bit concerned, but like, He's not going to bomb. There's no chance he bombs. No. So I'm not. I would not at all worry about that. I think he's a completely safe pick. I, I just like don't. I don't know if he has the same upside. I feel like we could be playing quarterback and still get him at least a thousand yards. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, you would get him. I, I did. I did when I was thrown with Drew and Matt Ryan. I mean, right. Devontae was out Devante there, there too. Bombs. Yeah, he was catching bombs. Wow. I'm guessing Julio was there for Matt, right? Yeah. Yeah. I told Julio to come to Tennessee, but then, yeah. He sucked. Yeah, he got kicked out of the party. So. He, he sucked. <laughs> he sucked. You go play with my son. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I think you, I think Devontae would be fine, but I, okay. I I probably won't own a lot of him this year because he'll be top of the second round kind of guy, and I'm like probably, probably don't want to miss out on the running backs in that range. Who would you rather take, Devontae Adams or Tyree Kittle? Oh, that's a tough one. I think I would. I think I would stay those, with Devontae on that those one. Those guys were one-two last year for the past yeah. couple of years. Yeah, now, I, let's see new teams, different quarterbacks. I think I would go with Devontae there. Okay, <clears throat> Tyreek really intrigues me though, like because he's obviously he's a game breaker, and the accuracy comment he made about Tua, which I know is just is fluff, whatever. But it, it gets in my head. I'm start thinking like, dude. if I mean, Jalen Waddle's a beast. Like, if if he's legit hitting him on a slant or a freaking post down the middle, Tyreek will take him to the house. Right. Devontae's not that guy. Devontae is the incredible route running, incredible footwork. He's your, when you're in the red zone, he's a target. Of course, he's a better target than Tyreek in the red zone, but right. he's not probably going to take it 60 yards. That's not his game. So, I, Tyreek always intrigues me because of that, but. Right. And Devontae's probably a little bit safer. A 95 yard touchdown. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think Devontae's probably a little bit safer because of the, the quarterback situation. So Derek Carr higher than Tua? Currently, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Okay. 
They did lose Zay Jones. So he went, uh, speaking of Tua, um, I think, did he go to Miami? Is that where he went? Tua Miami? No, he didn't. No, 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 no. He went, I think he might have gone to Chicago. I forget where he went. Zay Jones is gone. Jacksonville. He went to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. That's That's where he went. went. Uh, So he's gone, but uh, they replaced him with Devontae Adams. So I think they'd be fine. (laughs) So they're going to be fine. It's all right. Let's move on to our powder blues. The charges. So nothing really too splashy again. Uh, I mean, getting Gerald Everett instead of Jared Cook. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably a little more consistent. Just a little. Slightly younger, but pretty much the same player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, losing Justin Jackson, which is a good role player. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So what do you, I mean, they draft Isaiah Spiller. What do you think? <laughs> so I think everyone was stoked about Isaiah Spiller and I think he's still adjusting. And I even heard Austin Eckler interviewed on a podcast and he was, they were asking about Isaiah Spiller because everyone is the big name. Everyone's talking about him. Like, is he going to immediately step into the two? Justin right. Jackson was the backup last year. He did a great job. He helped me a week or two. Justin did. Yeah, he was really good. And so they're like, okay, it's Spiller's job now. And Eckler was kind of like, yep, he's still, you know, got he's a lot to learn. Here. He's he's working hard though. We're you know proud of him. You know, didn't didn't say what you wanted to hear him say, which right. is like, oh, the guy's a beast. Like we were stoked to have him. Which he could have done that, and you could have said it was fluff. But he was like, no, legit. He didn't even say that. So. Right. I think he's got some adjusting to do. It sounds like Josh Kelly is the guy who's going to be the number two right now. And Eckler says he's looking really good. Um, he's like a third year back out of Tennessee. I think so, he was last year, wasn't he? Uh, I think he maybe he's a second year guy. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a second. Year. Okay. Um, so he's, I saw his college, I saw him in college. He was, he was a beast. So he could be the backup to Eckler. Um, the bigger question I have is going to be in the receivers. So Mike Williams is catching a ton of buzz and he is like, People were going nuts on him because he had that monster year last year. Yeah, in a monster year. And he became, for the first half of the year, he became a lot more consistent. And he was putting up like 25, 30 points several weeks in a row. You know what I mean? Um, So the old old Mike Williams, which was like 40 points one week, six the next, started to steady out a little bit. So the the big question is like, do you want want Keenan or do you want Mike Williams, you know? Right. So Where do you fall on that? I don't, I, I'm a big Keenan guy. Uh, I've, I've loved him for the past like three or four seasons. Obviously, he's – well, but Mike is too, a little injury prone. Uh, he did miss a couple games last season. But I like Keenan Allen a lot, and I just think he's solid. And now with Justin Herbert, this is going to be his third season. He's obviously shown his growth. Uh, he's only going up, and it seems to be exponential. And I think, you know, the way they ended the season last year stung so bad, <laughs> just – how they finished, how they missed the playoffs, the way they did. I think they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. Because if you think about it, if you look at the two beast quarterbacks of Herbert's rookie class, you know, it's him and Burrow. They're always going to be linked um, to a little bit because obviously they went with two instead of Herbert. But you're always going to think of Burrow and Herbert. And Burrow brought him to Super Bowl. And while Herbert has the flashier numbers, more yards, more touchdowns, it's like, you didn't even make the playoffs, man. You haven't been to a playoff game. Herbert does it. I mean, uh, Burrow does it coming off an ACL injury. First year back, boom, Super Bowl. So yep. it's weird to say, but Herbert's going to have something to prove this year that he can be a winner. Uh, he's He can put up the numbers. That's not a question. He's a stud in that sense. But yep. can he lead the team to wins? And honestly, going back to your question about Mike Williams or Keenan Allen, I think it's going to have to be through Keenan Allen. And don't get me wrong. They're both spectacular receivers. And Mike is going to have great numbers too. But I think this is where Keenan and he are going to just have that. 
I don't know, that chemistry, that connection, and really take it to the next level. And ideally, if Keenan's healthy, he's going to be a stud. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, every single thing. I think they are they needed to get a little more consistent on defense, too. Right. Um, they've got Bosa, they re-signed Derwin James, and they just picked up J.C. Jackson, too. So they their defense should be... Their defense should be studly this year. Um, I agree that Keenan is the freaking man. I love that dude. He's a PPR monster. Mike Williams is uh, like legit second or third round in a best ball draft. I did one already, and he went so freaking high because he has that ceiling that's like 40 points one week, and that's all you need. You don't need the consistency there. So, um, Oh, right. That's for best ball. You don't. For best ball, you don't need it. Um, My concern is just with the Mike Williams thing. Is he and Tyler Lockett, granted size differences are way off, but – you know, Tyler yeah. Lockett could go 200 yards, three touchdowns. Next week, 30 yards on three catches. Yeah, so, I agree. And Mike was kind of in that same vein, but I think last year's showing he could be more consistent at least. So it's just, can he do it again? And I think hopefully he'll prove it again this year, but I still think Keenan will have the upper hand in their matchup. Yep. Keenan's going to get his no matter what. The question is all about if Mike can be more consistent. Uh, Gerald Everett's going to steal all of Mike's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, there is actually a question about their wide receiver three, which could be relevant, um, both because of injuries, but also they contribute. And we've got these two guys, Josh Palmer and Jalen Guyton. And I've kind of been in the Guyton camp because it looked like they were giving him more opportunities last year, and he sure. he played well when he got the opportunity. It did. Um, but Josh Palmer's getting all the buzz right now, and it sounds like he's pretty firmly entrenched himself as a number three. So just a, I guess, just an FYI to anybody. If you're again with best ball, certainly it would matter. But if you're deep in your draft, you have, if you have like a 16 to 20 round draft or something where you draft a bunch of guys, or you're in a 12 team league. I think Josh Palmer is the guy to take a flyer on over Jalen Guyton. Okay. Fair. Good to know. Just saying. All right. Let's move on to them Broncos. <laughs> Ooh. The Broncos. This was, I was going to say that Devontae was probably the biggest signing all offseason, but the Russell Wilson deal trumped that and became the biggest news in the league. Yeah. Um, Denver gives up pretty much every draft pick they've got for the next five years. In eternity. <laughs> it's, it's like a Shark Tank deal in perpetuity. You just Yeah, it's like, yeah, they've pick. got residuals coming in, uh, <laughs> royalties. Kind of like how the Mets are playing, paying Bobby Bonilla until That's like true. 2030. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they paid him like a 40-year deal. Yep. Oh, my God. Well, I think, awesome. honestly, and I don't know how this isn't getting as much pub, but I think Ken Griffey is still getting paid by the Reds. Like, I think that's still a thing. So, but that's not as big as the Bobby Bonilla. Anyway, sorry. Back to the Broncos. No draft picks for 50 years. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, so, Russ Wilson comes in there and immediately elevates everyone around him. The receivers are now blowing up on in drafts. Uh, the running backs were already pretty hot. Um, this team's going to be a force on offense, I think. I was going to make a very insensitive comment when you said the wide receivers are blowing up. Yeah, so are their knees. Oh, sorry. Ooh, <laughs> Too Sorry, soon. Tim. That was too Sorry, soon. <laughs> too soon. Sorry, Timmy. <laughs> too dark, too fast. Especially when Tim Patrick had like a solid year last year. Everyone's really like, good. Really good year. Next step. He was. He got step. a deal. He got a right. deal. He they signed paid. all these guys. Yeah, he got paid. So um, I don't know. Oh, yeah. But would he have been wide receiver four? I mean, no, he would have been three. So over KJ Hamler. Over KJ Hamler. Hamler has okay. been elevated because Patrick's gone. Okay. I mean, shoot. That's still a good three now with KJ. I know. I know. Yeah. This is a nasty wide receiving core. The, yeah. the big question is who's number one. 
Right. And, and and does it matter? Like, is it is it one A one B or is it a one and a two? You know, who's DK and who's Lockett? I guess maybe if you want to make that comparison. And of course, size will tell you. I was going to say who size those are, Sutton but <laughs> yeah, uh, Sutton is DK in that case, right? He's the taller one, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah, but I but either way, like I think I think the general consensus is that Sutton is the number one here, and that Judy is still getting a little more consistent. He's got the flashiness and he's got the speed and the route running and all that, but he's also injury prone too. Yeah. Um, so I think Sutton is the one who's get, who's catching the most hype and he's going the earliest in drafts. Hey, uh, shout out to my boy Nick Drader. I remember I traded you Cortland Sutton last year. You loved him once I traded. You loved him. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was bad. <laughs> he he tanked at the end of last year. Banana hammer. But you should, you actually, should send your shirt back. You got banana hammered right there. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, but I mean. That was also, I had a lot, I feel like a lot to do with quarterback play with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke in there. And it's just, um, Russell's going to make a big difference. And it, as you're saying with Sutton, all the talk out of camp is that they have the great connection. Everyone thought it might've been Judy, but Cortland Sutton and Russell Wilson have really been having the hookups in camp. So yeah, they're, they're seeing him as one. And it, but again, with Judy being right behind with one B, as you said, there's not really that much of a drop off in this sense. Yeah. Russell's going to find you like he yep. did in Seattle. Yeah. I think these, these are, both starting level, starting caliber, top 30 receivers for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even top 20 together. Uh, we'll see about that. How about our boy Kendall Hinton catching a touchdown in the preseason? Let's go, Kendall Hinton. Yes. Swiss Army knife, quarterback if needed, <laughs> wide receiver. <laughs> God, how bad was he at quarterback when he played, though? I was actually stunned. I'm not trying to go on too Have long. Played, or... I was stunned that he was that bad. Because, like, oh. he's played quarterback before. That looked like a dude who's never played quarterback. Didn't he miss, like, his first 12 throws? Yeah. yeah. He was, like and, – and they was, like, throwing them in the ground. It wasn't <laughs> – it wasn't just time. I mean, timing obviously had something to do with it. But, like, he couldn't throw. And I was, like, dude, you you threw the ball for years. Like, you were a quarterback. <laughs> was your job at one point. <laughs> how do you not know how to throw now? Yeah. Uh, it was kind of funny. But, I mean, I, obviously everyone was jumping on his uh, – they were rallying for him because he right. was – that was such a crazy situation. But anyway, so I think here's here's the last thing I'd say about Russell specifically. He could have gone anywhere he wanted to. And you knew that he was unhappy not getting to throw it as much as he wanted. You know, the let Russ cook, all that stuff. He, he right. wasn't going to throw it as much as he wanted to in Seattle. You know he worked out this deal with the idea that, hey, I get to – I get to run the show and they're already talking about it. Like he runs the offense at the line of scrimmage. He calls audibles, his own audibles. Mm-hmm. They're going to give him the keys. Yeah. So you're doubting. I I don't know if I'm doubting. It's just, you know, so he, he says he can go anywhere he wants. So he goes to Denver who have two good running backs. Yeah. And yeah. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Like those are good one, two punch. And you tell me they're not going to try and run the ball here. They uh, are going to run the ball for sure. They've got studs for running backs. Right. I'm not saying they're going to throw it 60 times a game. I mean, these are more studly running backs than he had in Seattle. Yes, by far. Yeah. But I'm I'm just telling you, there's no way he went there to hand the ball off. And they right. paid him all that well, money no. to hand the ball off. No. You know, and they're not, I don't even think they're going to be like necessarily a run first team. I think they could be because of the, the talent they have, but they right. also have stud receivers and a stud quarterback. Like this team is going to be balanced, but they will be lethal in every way. Uh, so shout out to my uh, wife's uncle Doug, who lives in Seattle area. Shout out, and Uncle Doug. What up, Doug? Uncle Doug Seagert. So uh, he's a big Seahawk guy, and so I actually saw him this past weekend. Uh, he was visiting here in Michigan. Name dropper. And so he loves 
talking sports with me. He's like, did you see Russell Wilson got traded? I'm like, I did. I did see that. And so he asked you this weekend if you saw the Russell Wilson yeah. got traded. He's like, did you did you see that he got traded? I was like, I did see that. Yeah. Doug with a scoop on that. Look out. So he was like, Yeah. So of course now that he's out of Seattle, all the, the dirty laundry's coming out. I'm like, oh really? What was it? And he's like, Oh, you know that his wife is in like all the meetings and stuff, and his mom is always making demands of tickets and being at practices and something. I'm like, all right. So hey, watch out, Denver. His entourage is coming. Or <laughs> Look there. out for Ciara. She's coming for you. <laughs> um, Five, I think four, he was uh, three, two, one, level up. I thought he was banging uh, Percy Harvin, or Percy Harvin was banging his wife. Maybe I forget how. There's something. <laughs> there's something bad going on there, and with uh, Percy Harvin in Seattle. <laughs> you thought Percy Harvin was banging Russell Wilson? <laughs> yeah, the, his first wife. Uh, Russell. I think that was the uh, that Russell was a virgin prior to Sierra. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I think he had this whole perception that that he was like, uh, well, he came in like pretty strong on the, on the faith train, right? And he was married. Was he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. On draft day, was that? Well, I don't know if he was married at the time, but maybe, like maybe not married at the time. Yeah. There's yeah. that classic picture of her going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah he's he is a bit of a diva at this point and he I I don't know if he is has he changed it? or if he's just gotten more he's famous. Earned. I mean I guess he's earned his diva status. Yeah. But yeah. I mean I I will just say that like all of that has made me like him slightly less, you know, because I was like a huge fan and now I'm kind of like I mean I still love the guy cuz he's short and plays quarterback but <laughs> I don't know, he's he's a little annoying at times too. I still love the guy cuz he's short. <laughs> yeah. Pretty shout out to my shorties out there. <laughs> shouties. Shouties. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so he's gonna be throwing the ball a lot, I think. <laughs> he got, he gonna be good. <laughs> Let's talk about Melvin and Javante, though. Yes, this is the question everybody wants to know. Last year, it was kind of like a 50 50 split, you know, and Melvin was the lead guy, he and was. Javante was slowly taking over more work, and eventually they became 50 50. Seems like we're gonna have probably the opposite this year, right? Where it's gonna probably be Javante first, like 55 45, maybe. I guess it's crazy. So I was just really curious about Melvin Gordon. So I was looking him up the other day and he honestly, so he had obviously one massive year in San Diego where he had over a thousand yards rushing, something like 500 ish yards receiving. And it was spectacular. And then he obviously had a little bit of an injury prone and then he held out for half the year or the first four games or something. Anyway, so there's that drama. And then he comes to Denver and you're like, oh man, he's going to have a huge drop off because he was split in time and all this. So, but I was looking at his stats the past two years, he's still gotten just under a thousand yards rushing and that's splitting time. And I did not expect that. I thought it'd be like in the seven hundreds or something like that, but no, like his two years in Denver, he's gotten over 900 yards rushing each time. And he's still getting, I think about two or 300 yards receiving. So he has honestly surprised me in that sense. And I didn't realize it. It's sneaky how he kind of, he's sneaky in that he sneaks up on you that you don't expect these numbers out of him the way he's doing it i said he's, sneaky like five sne- times. he did he's, he's sneaky, sneaky and then he sneaks, sneaks up on you <laughs> <laughs> he's like a sneaky ninja he's, yeah he's like the the sneaky. guy who runs the elevator mr deeds <laughs> Very sneaky, <sir. laughs> um wow can we just point out you just referenced mr deeds and the yeah. john torturo yeah it's a great movie yeah that character's uh, awesome too uh, yes so, so Melvin Gordon is a flex. He's a flex play every week. Yeah. I mean, he really, even as a split carried back, I mean, he really is. And he was super effective. Um, you thought he was kind of washed maybe, which is why they got Javante. And you're like, oh, Javante's going to take over. It's going to be the Javante show. And he did look nasty. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But Melvin yeah, stepped up to competition, man. He really did. 
Yeah. And he was like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not done yet. And I don't think he'd be done this year either, honestly. And in fact, I think uh, managing his workload like that helps his longevity. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be another split. I do think Javante will get the starters reps initially um, more this year, maybe not the entire season, but I think you'll see more of that this year. They'll, they, they very well might have Melvin in the first series of the season just to piss people off and just to like, you know, honor the veteran or whatever. But yeah. this is, this is going to be the year that Javante starts to break out. And of course, if Melvin misses any time, like he did last year, missed a game or two last year, that's yeah. when Javante really just went freaking nuts. Went bananas. Um, so you'll see bananas. the guy's a beast. I mean, he's he's built for the NFL. That's just yeah. all there is to it. True. 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 So, AFC West. AFC Ooh. West. There it is, man. It's gonna be a bloodbath. That's gonna be fun to watch. The last name I put it on here, I wanted to mention him, Greg Dulcich. They they drafted this kid out of UCLA. Oh, yeah. He was a Mackey Award winning tight end, and they've got this dude Alberto, who's like the presumable starter at tight end after Noah Fant went to Seattle with uh, Drew Locke. But um, don't be surprised if Dolchich gets in there and I guess he's, he's already shown some flashes and practices and camp and stuff. Uh, rookie tight ends don't usually do much, so don't get overhyped either, but could be a name to keep on your radar for later in the season. If, if he starts progressing. Okay. Late season pickup or mid season, mid season pickup. There you go. That works. Nice. Whew. AFC West. Goodbye. What do you say? We move on to some how it started, how it's going. Look at that banner. You see that banner? I, I saw the smooth transition you just did there. That was you good. like that, don't you? You were just waiting. You're like, oh, you're so excited. To do I'm this like, story. stop talking. I got something. Stop. <laughs> I got something. I want to just do it. <laughs> uh, but first, you didn't say it right. It's how it started versus how it's going. Right. I, I just think you need to record these, and we just need to plug them in. <laughs> or just actually, it's probably even better. You just do it every time. It's <laughs> just different every, every time. <laughs> it's slightly different every time. Different pitches. I need to That's get right. my... There we go. I'm good to go now. Yeah. Absolutely dreadful. That was absolutely <laughs> dreadful. Thanks, Simon. Okay, so I've got three for you today. You're on the hot seat. Oh, Let's God. go. Okay. One of these is a cupcake, so... Give me the middle one as a cupcake. <laughs> okay. All right. Went to college at Oregon State. Drafted New Orleans Saints. Now Houston Texans. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear God. Oregon State. We'll give you position as a hint if you need it. Okay, so wait. Oregon State drafted by who again? Saints. Saints. And it's now on the Texans. Is it Brandon Cooks? It is Brandon Cooks. I didn't think he went to Oregon State. That would have been the giveaway for me. I knew that, but... Yeah, he's been a few places in between. And so that's that's maybe, that, maybe that's why you got to think about it because you're that's like, these, these aren't all just two teams. Not, you know? Boom, boom. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, and this is really embarrassing. You said Oregon State. I'm like, okay, Chad Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> not Chad Johnson. <laughs> it's like, nope. drafted, went to college, Oregon State, drafted by Cincinnati, currently on his couch. <laughs> currently not playing. <laughs> uh, could play. You could still lace him up. Ocho. Oof. All right. Good job. All right, I got one cupcake for you here. College, Wisconsin. Drafted. San Diego Chargers. Now, Denver Broncos. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I already had it. I already had it teed up. You already had it. Melvin. Old Melvin. <laughs> it's old Melvin. Yeah. I forgot yeah. we were talking about both those teams today, and that would make it super freaking easy. <laughs> uh, and I did that for you for on campus, my friend. Okay. There you go. <laughs> but i appreciate it i'll take it That's i will true. take it you did you did say wisconsin for him all right let's see if you can get this one 
college LSU. This like is going to be tougher. A legit hard one? Uh, no, it's not hard. It's just harder. Yeah, it's okay. harder because it's LSU, which a bunch of those folks in there. A lot of LSUs. Drafted Miami Dolphins. Now New Orleans Saints. That's a good one. That's a very good one. It's uh, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis. Yes, that's I good. I thought you might have forgotten that he was a Dolphin because it was kind of like no man's land. Right. He Although was he, was, for, he was nasty for a while there. He was there for like three or four years. He had a couple thousand yarders, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was the PPR monster down there. Yeah. But it, the Browns, like, he just disappeared for a while with the Browns. And so, like, the, like Odell and him and like everyone who plays there, other geez. than Nick Chubb. So soon we'll be Amari Cooper. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. That's, that was a good one. I like that one. Uh, cause he too is obviously bounced around from Miami, Cleveland, now and Saints. Saints yep. was a tough one cause that was kind of like an under the radar. That was an under radar signing yeah. for sure. And it's, um, I think he's going to be sneaky good down there this year. We talked about him uh, when we covered the Saints. But, yep. yeah, that was one that didn't get a lot of pub, didn't get a lot of hype. But that's just a, that's a good pickup, and I'm sure they got him for cheap. So, yep, yep. that's a good deal. Yep. Honestly, when he first said LSU, I was like, there's no way he's going to do Leonard Fournette. That'd be too obvious. And I'm like, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Jacksonville. Uh, <laughs> Drafted <laughs> Jacksonville, now Tampa yeah. Bay. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, good. That's it. Whew. Hey, great work. Appreciate it. Look at you. You can handle the hot seat. I just got I got lucky with Brandon Cook. So I was like, all right, who else on the Texans? I wasn't confident in Oklahoma State at all. But then I was like, Saints. Like he was, he did start with the Saints. And then so anyway. You know what make this even harder if you mm-hmm. didn't tell where they are now? It'd just be like how it started. <laughs> how it <laughs> just started. how it started. <laughs> Oregon State drafted by the Saints. Go. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I have no idea where this guy is now. <laughs> that would be hard. We might, I mean, shoot, we may have to start doing that if we just keep acing him. Just how it started. Just how it started. They just make a new ticket. How it started. How it started. Where's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to tell them where they're at now. Yeah. Or, or you do the whole path. So, like, with Brandon Cooks, it'd be like New Orleans, New England, LA, Houston. That'd be way too easy. Don't you think? No, no, like, oh, you have to, have to, oh, like, the person, the contestant has to tell them. Yeah, the contestant would have oh my to gosh, say. Yeah, it. that would be, yeah. So, so Jarvis would be Miami, Cleveland. Cleveland. New Orleans. New Orleans. Melvin. San Diego. Denver. Denver. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Nailed it. Nailed Crushed it. it. Extra credit. You're trying to get extra credit there. You know, bonus points. But uh, wow. Okay. So that's all divisions, man. We have officially previewed each division in this NFL. Shoot. How many weeks away? We're only a couple weeks away from the start of the season, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, and then, so not upcoming episodes, we're going to be doing previews of our mock drafts. We're going to be giving some perfect lineups, perfect draft kind of things. Rankings, yep. Rankings. I still think, and I haven't talked to my co-host yet about this, we should get in a group of six to eight people and literally do a mock draft live. I think that'd be kind of fun. So I that's think we just, are going to do it. I think we are going to do it. Putting it out there onto the waves and uh, let us know if you want in. We're looking, we could do an eight-team draft. We could do it 12-team, 10 we I can always do we can we can populate the non-drafters with uh, bots. You know, on the sleeper app, you can do mock drafts by yourself, and they're really fast because it's super fast. You don't have to wait for some clown and they like joined a mock draft with you to do it. So True. you can fill in six slots on one of those and have four computers, and it'll be quick. Well, hit us up. Let us know if you want to be part of our mock draft. It'll be super fun. We'll do it live on the air. We'll roast each other. Mainly, we'll be roasting you. Uh, but it'll be a good time. But until we then. What? What was that? Until we did. Until, until we, we did. Den. Until we did. Like a box of chocolates. Until then, <laughs> keep on folding. Fold it.
only problem with wearing this backwards is that feels all tied up on your neck too. Yeah, it's right? on the neck. That's like a turtleneck, but I kind of like that <clears throat> turtleneck. <laughs> it does look like a turtleneck. You would be a turtleneck <laughs> and a blazer guy. <laughs> I wish I just had the patches. Ah, oh, that'd be money.